Hello, welcome back to our podcast. I'm Kylie Gail Garcia. I'm Jasmine Rose. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and welcome to Will You Be My Friend, a brand new podcast where two lifelong best friends review stuff. And this season, we're reviewing, and just like that, the new chapter of Sex and the City, which is on HBO Max. And today we're on episode three. Hi, Jazz. Before we get into the episode, how was your Christmas? My Christmas was amazing. So chill. We relaxed. We slept in till 7.30. That's as late as my youngest thought. <laughs> yeah, it was really great. Really peaceful. Really quiet. Very technology heavy this year. The mm -hmm. kids got a VR headset from my parents. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's lots of like switch video games so it was it felt like robots and technology like descended upon the household <laughs> for, for Christmas <laughs> that's very different than our Christmas we I mean as I've said before in other episodes we don't have any kids we have two dogs and a cat so most of our presents were for the animals <laughs> <laughs> so Christmas Eve, we did like all of my husband's side of the family and just went over there and like played games. And we were in this like six, seven hour long game of phase 10. And I was also drinking some THC cannabis tea. <laughs> so, and I was ending a juice cleanse, which I do not necessarily recommend because I think it hit me harder than normal. I was like deciding if I was going to end it. It was totally, I don't know. There's a whole story, but anyways, so I hadn't eaten in like six days besides juice and I'm drinking this cannabis tea <laughs> and I'm trying to play phase 10, which you have to be thinking. And I'm literally like, <laughs> just like kind of falling towards the table. And, oh, no. um, you know, I was having a good time. I wasn't worried about the fact that I didn't do my makeup and I showed up. Oh, the other funny part is I realized I don't buy neutral clothes. That's not a thing. So I was like, I don't want to wear makeup. I had a facial the day before. So I was like, I just want to wear like the most comfy thing that I have. So I'm looking through all my like sweats and I ended up in, I should have a picture, but I did not take pictures. I ended up in um, these slippers and hello kitty cup of noodles collaboration sweatpants <laughs> and a barbie sweatshirt <laughs> and it was very cold in southern california when it gets like in the 40s and 30s we're like dying so it was in that range and it was windy up in victorville where my husband's family is and so I also had to wear my puffer coat, which is not neutral. It's leopard. So I had that on top and a Juicy Couture backpack that says wow. all over it. So I looked like, like a early aughts hobo, you know? It sounds very scary of you, though. It feels very on brand. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you can go with it. Go with it. But yeah, so I was, I was like the best kind of hot mess that day. And then um, I ended up like announcing that we all needed to quit before we finished the entire game. Cause I was like, this is the last round. I can't do anymore. <laughs> like, 
So, but we did have a lot of fun. And then, yeah, the next morning we spent a good half an hour opening up dog presents and cat presents with the animals. Then we had my, my side of the family over and his parents came down again. So they came back down and we had like banana bread and banana pancakes and, you know, but it was like, and then my sister came down from where she was and we had to go over to her house and surprise my niece with this giant unicorn that I found for her. I mean, that Santa found for her. So <laughs> she told me like before I found it, she was like, I asked Santa for a unicorn. And I was like, oh, okay, what kind? She's like a pretty one. And like two days later, I was at Big Lots and I saw this unicorn that was literally like too big to like actually fit in the cart. And yeah. I was like, I'm buying this <laughs> for Santa. <laughs> for Santa. So yeah. anyway, so it was a little bit of a circus, but it was fun. It was fun, but I was tired. I was also coming off of, coming on to my period and off of a week of being sick. And that's why we had uh, a week off here. So that's why yeah. there's a gap in between these episodes. But yeah, sounds like we had two very different Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine was much less people Yes. Much less people Yeah, much more robot What's your drink today? Oh, do you have a drink too? Yes. My celery juice. <laughs> oh, yours is happier than mine. Um, mine's coffee. <laughs> Some much needed coffee. Um, Four Sigmatic today. Let's see, what did I put in here? Four Sigmatic coffee. I put in a little bit of collagen, cinnamon, a little bit of honey. I think that was it today. Usually I like load it up. I love like a good, just really full elixir coffee. But today I think that was. That was the gist. Oh, maybe a little bit of ghee also. That sounds so much more comforting than cold celery juice in cold weather. <laughs> oh, I needed the warm. I needed the warm. We went for a walk out in the snow and I just like needed to be cozy and I'm going to make a coffee. And I decided to do this because it won't whack me out like if I do a shot of espresso. So. Yeah. The <laughs> you have a code for yeah. that, right? <laughs> Should we add your code? <laughs> I have a really, really old code for it. Um, it used to be Om Shanti Mom 10. I think now it's Om Shanti Mom. It's Om Shanti Mom. And it's like 15% off, I think. Okay. I'll add that somewhere. I'll add that in the bottom in case anybody yeah. wants more Sigmatic tea for a little discount. Help Jazz out. <laughs> they do not sponsor the podcast. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, we, we're, we're sponsoring me. <laughs> Yeah, I, the reason I have celery juice, I have stuff for really cute mocktails. And actually one of the things my husband got me for Christmas is a cute plant-based mocktail cookbook. Cause he knew he like listened to a few of our parts of our podcast. He hasn't listened to the whole thing. He's like, yeah, I listened to a little bit of it. And then it was really sex in the city. So I turned it off. Like, He's like, I'm glad I didn't realize you were so into it. He's like, I knew you liked the show, but I didn't know you like really like were such a fan. I was like, you didn't? <laughs> How did you not know? He's like, I don't know. I guess it hasn't been around me enough when there's like new sex in the city stuff. Anyways, it's celery juice today because I am notoriously a night owl and we decided to uh, record today at the bright and early hour of 11 a.m. And 
for I me. wanted to give you some time. Yeah, you know, and so for me to actually get myself ready and feed myself before 11 a.m., that's a challenge for me. Life is different. <laughs> like I got to choose. <laughs> I got to pick and choose. So this is the second thing I have. I always have water with lemon and then I wait a little bit and then I have some celery juice. So we're just being practical today. So anyways, after this really fun and long intro, since it's been almost two weeks, I think, since our last one, we're going to get into episode three. I have my notes. <laughs> so episode three is entitled When in Rome, Carrie Learns of a surprising development involving Big's ex. Charlotte worries about how to handle a daughter's revelation. Miranda ponders the state of her marriage. Episode three, initial thoughts, Jess. Oh my God. Okay, so episode three, just right off the bat, speaking of listening to podcasts, I have to say the first thing at the top of my mind was like, love the show, literally hate the podcast on the show <laughs> I just have to say that like it sounds like a really really bad morning talk show and I just continue to like cringe when they do those scenes cheese central <laughs> yeah. and it's like distracting to me because they opened it with the podcast and I was just like oh they just they're really going there that's really the vibe of this podcast <laughs> they're kind of pushing I feel like, like it doesn't yeah. feel like natural. It feels like this is a podcast. Yeah, with that exact <laughs> <Yeah>. voice. <laughs> We're going to talk about sex. Yeah, yeah, it was a little. And then that, so I forget the guy's name that's on the podcast, but he definitely has like the role of being the like kind of inappropriate guy. You know, and I think there was a joke about like somebody kind of un potentially underage and then, and then even like the buttons and stuff, trigger warning or like, moment. not my favorite, not my favorite. But I, I, I love podcasts. Like I listen to them regularly. So I'm just like, oh, I would never listen to this podcast. Yeah, I do. I do like Che, but I, I'm not a huge fan of that either. I kind of agree. I'm kind of like, okay, like there, there's probably a purpose to this whole setup, but I'm not that thrilled about it. <laughs> I think the biggest thing in this episode is Carrie and Miranda going to do the will and they're reading through, he's leaving money, you know, Big's leaving money to charities or different you know music organization in New Orleans and you know different things and then they get to the end and he leaves a million dollars to Natasha and nobody knows why so what was your first reaction when you saw that did you like know it was coming or no I mean I didn't know it was coming I feel like this one for me I it uh, I, I just felt like her reaction of like the extreme drama. I think that me personally, it just showed me that, you know, people choose like, I'm a Miranda, I'm a Carrie. I was like, I'm not a Carrie because I'm much more chill and like kind of forgiving of things. I think that for me, I would have a moment of, oh, well, 
obviously my husband had something he needed to wrap up and he gave her some money and then I would kind of move on. And so the big like <gasps> moment for me was took me a minute to like relate to, which is probably just a me thing. So I was kind of like, what's the big deal? But I guess a million dollars is a lot of money. It sounds like he had a lot of money. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I did. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah, two two apartments in New York City, and and a nice, very nice apartment, and that closet, hole in the spa bathroom. Yeah, he he money. I think, I think I kind of agree to an extent with what you said. I think watching it and it not happening to me, I was kind of like, okay, she's like having a moment, like she's freaking out, she's being dramatic. But then if I really am honest and I think about it, I think I do identify more as a carry. And I think I read way into things sometimes and make up stories in my head, you know? And so I think I could see myself spiraling a little bit, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and especially like if it's somebody that there was such a significant thing that happened in your life like to me like an affair or anything in that realm where you're sleeping with someone at the same time as somebody else and then that person comes up and you're not expecting it I feel like that does kind of create a little bit of like ooh, like shock and drama for me so I kind of understood her but I also like as I was watching it I was kind of like okay you're being really dramatic and and I took it as like maybe she's having a hard time just dealing because we still haven't quite seen her really deal with his passing so I was like well maybe this is her kind of like redirecting her energy to something to like freak out about she doesn't want to freak out about that he's gone you know yeah, we do kind of see a lot of that, like when she goes to lunch, which I love. I loved when then she goes to lunch and they're talking about this. And that whole scene to me was so funny. I like loved it. I loved Stanford. Um, but she kind of talks about how like she hasn't been eating. She hasn't been sleeping. Um, those sorts of things. And I, on one hand, I had a hard time relating to Carrie here because I was like, this is a really big reaction why not just have a conversation with someone that's me though that'd make for a really boring episode um but I loved it because it was so carry it was so zany it was so like next level you know to like be there at the table just like oh big drama like big gone and there's still big drama happening <laughs> yeah and I love the little punctuation at the end in the writing of how he keeps getting hit you know, the whole like bit with um, Charlotte and him and, and um, Stanford and him being like, well, a three top's always a four top, three top's always a four top. And then they end up in this crappy like four top table, right? <laughs> by they keep getting hit by like the kitchen door and they're kind of like, you know, it's just like, it's a rhythm that's going on in the scene you know, where they're kind yeah. of back and forth and he keeps getting bumped, he keeps getting bumped. And the very end, he says something like, um, well, did you know that they were in touch to Carrie? And which he's like, you know, he's kind of like adds to the drama even more, I think, as his character. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, you think they were in touch? And Miranda just looks at him and he gets bumped and she's like, well, you deserve that one. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, don't, don't inflame the situation. 
So yeah, so then we go into this whole thing of Carrie decides to like try to message and try to reach out to her and figure it out. She's not hearing back. She doesn't sound like she's giving much time to even like have her respond. And yeah. trying to like brain her in and she's not being reined in. And then the girls in the car basically going to like stalk her at work. And I did yeah. like that scene. <laughs> It kind of reminded me of like the old school scene from the very beginning where um, Charlotte's boyfriend wants to have butt sex and they're, yeah. all the, <laughs> they're all in the cab together. But I think this is like an Uber now. But just like that shot of all of them in the back of the cab, like having a discussion and on their way to do something. I was like, oh, like, yay, I love that. But yeah, I was also thinking like, you're being insane. Like you don't just show up at somebody's job. And then what did you think of what happened when she, when she went up into the office? I had a few thoughts at the office. One was, I just, for some reason, it made me laugh. I don't know if it's intended to be funny, but when she went up and like sat in that couch and it was just so open and that picture was so huge above her, I just started laughing. I was like, this is such a funny scene. Like she was just sitting there and it was so expansive. Um, and then I just felt like I wasn't surprised at all that Natasha did not want to see her, you know, it, a little bit like frustrated because like, let's just be grownups and have a conversation. Clearly something happened here. Um, but then, yeah, it was very like, oh man, would you, have you ever done that to somebody where you're like there, but you're like avoiding them or? God, it's been a long time. I do remember, I have a very, I'm trying to remember what the context was. I don't remember why. I do have a very vivid memory though of somebody ringing my doorbell and me hiding in the kitchen. So <laughs> I don't remember who it was. <laughs> I don't remember who or why. I'm just, I do that, I do that so much. <laughs> like, okay, not in that way though. If, okay, if you do show up at my house unannounced and I had no idea that you were coming and you just knock on my door, I think psychopaths do that. I think that's a psycho thing to do. <laughs> I just, I think like, no, this is my home and I need, this is the age of cell phones and I need a warning and, you know, I'm, I'm crazy. I've got, I will run around my cat is pulling on my blanket. He's like nestled himself under it. And I'm like, what is happening? My blanket's getting pulled off me because he's laying on it. Um, anyways, I just think that's psycho. I think it's psycho to show up at somebody's house when you have phones and I have a cell phone and you can just literally be like, even if, even if you give me five to 10 minutes notice, I think you need to like ask somebody like, hey, how's your day looking? I'm in your neighborhood. I'm able to stop by in a few minutes. Are you free? Right. You Are you dressed? Me. Are you hydrated? Are you happy? I'm not, not down with that. <laughs> so <laughs> in conclusion, <laughs> I have hid from people many times, sometimes naked, because I have a sauna in my house. So sometimes I'm like, <laughs> on a buck nude 
you know, and coming out to like run across my house to get to the bathroom to shower. And there's somebody knocking on the door or somebody ringing the doorbell. And I'm like, oh, and I just go hide in the bathroom and wait. You don't expect me to answer the door. If you ever, if anybody ever knows where I live and wants to like say hi, don't expect me to answer the door. Unless <laughs> I'm very like, protective of my home. Um, on one hand, I understand if you're being harassed by somebody because Carrie's basically harassing her right? But it's yeah. hard to like, see that for me because we're all so on, at least for me, I feel like I'm so on Carrie's side, like just because I care about her feelings and what she's trying to figure out and like how she's trying to get her closure. But at the same time, she's going about it in this crazy way. And if I like remove myself from my attachment to Carrie and I'm like looking at just her behavior, I'm like this is what crazy people do. And Natasha's fully like within her rights to be like, this is insane. I'm not participating. Like, leave me alone. She hasn't done anything wrong. She also doesn't understand that Carrie is, you know, the situation that Carrie's in that she didn't know that this was coming or anything. So yeah, but, (laughs) but that she's in Rome and Carrie's face. And oh my God, I think my favorite scene was Carrie right after that she's walking she's already done all these insane things and then she's walking back to the coffee shop to where like I think it's yeah Charlotte and Miranda are there and she's walking back and it's just this little scene of her going down the street she's like oh (laughs) and she's like muttering to herself like she's so angry and frustrated she's in Rome The fact that they saw her, that was just, to me, that was like the perfect, ridiculous drama. They saw her walk in and then the lady comes out straight face is like, she's in Rome. <laughs> like, no, I don't know if I'd be able to be like, oh, okay. I'd be like, I know she's here. <laughs> I just would drive me nuts that you're lying to my face. But yeah, all of it was such a great scene. All of them like huddled on the street, seeing her in the window too. It just was like perfect. So we finally get again, not finally, but we're getting a little bit more of the Miranda story. So Charlotte looking at Miranda's backpack and finding the empty Tito's. The empty Tito's. Okay. Also too, it was so funny. I, I can't believe I didn't catch it the first time, but watching around the second time, we see the empty Tito's and then she mentions just like super casually that her and Steve haven't had sex in years. Oh yeah. Like actual years. Like actual years. And she seems so unbothered by it. So I was just like, what? Like, yeah. Even more of the Miranda story of just this, not it's almost like not unhappy marriage but just a very very boring marriage and a very like she said like are we friends or are we married yeah that's I've had times where I've had that question where I'm like are we like I've I've had rougher patches in our marriage where I'm like um are we just like basically roommates you know, and we're just like managing what needs to be managed. Like we talk, we call it logistics in our house. Like, oh, who's going to take the trash? So I've had patches, but to me, like, 
I don't think that my marriage would survive years without sex. Yeah. Right. Well, literal years. They've got their little like ice cream thing going on. And she just looks so unbothered by it. I was like, huh, this is really interesting. I think she, I'm trying to understand. I think Miranda's always cared so much about her professional life and she's in school. So she's kind of like furthering that still. And yeah. she's focusing on like all of that and, and learning about, right, the social justice stuff. And I feel like her focus could easily just get put on something else. I thought Steve was a little bit more of a sexual being. <laughs> so I was kind of like right now, he's he used to be like one of my favorites in the show. I like their chemistry, yeah. you know, on all like, on all fronts. I like how they kind of are just in their regular life. I liked their sexual chemistry. I just think that they have a lot going on. But then now I feel like they're portraying him as like he became an old man, basically. Like he can't hear. Yeah. And he's kind of, he almost seems like even squeakier than before. <laughs> I, was like, I know he has that accent, but he's kind of like, Miranda, like, yeah. Just yes. Even squeakier. And I feel like they're kind of like trying to desexify Steve. And I'm yes, not, I was going to say, they did Steve so dirty. I feel like, <laughs> poor Steve. Yeah. So I feel like, so even way back, like Miranda had said, Steve wasn't a soul shaker. Like, it's almost like they didn't have this, like, great, like, crazy spark to, like, keep them going this long. Yeah. And now they're yeah. just kind of cohabitating. But for some reason, and I keep thinking this, it's so funny because they're really talking a lot about age. And for some reason, it seems like the men have age to, like, they're, like, supposed to be in their 50s, but they're acting like they're in their 80s. Like, yeah. they keep talking about age. Poor Steve looks decrepit. Like, he's so gray. He's so hard of hearing. He reminds me of an old dog. And I'm just like, this poor guy. Like, this poor guy. Steve, don't, don't do it. I hope that they have like a, like a resurgence of Steve or something. I hope that like something shakes Steve and wakes him up and he, they have like amazing sex. Yeah. He doesn't need to be so like, you know, I don't know. He just... Like waiting for him to pull out his walker any episode now. And he's like doing the Netflix. Oh my gosh. It does he I mean he doesn't look unsatisfied either. Both of them just look very just going through the motions. Neutral. Yeah. I call that groundhog day. And yeah. I, I feel like we can all relate when you get in a little bit of a rut and you're kind of just like, you know. Like you need to shake things up, but I feel like I'm just not able to do that for years. Like right. I'm yeah. going to find something to shake it up. I'm going to like, I'm going to make a move in the bedroom. <laughs> like if you're not going to make a move, I'm going to make a move. And to me, like, I, I guess I have a little more Samantha in me than I knew. I think they're just each, each not shaking each other's souls. I'm very curious to see like, how that relationship evolves like do they even want to be together I know and I just I just like so comfortable 
it's one of those things like part of me that just like loves their little story wants them to like work it out and like find more of like the spark but then the other part of me is like well maybe this part is over like maybe this yeah. is just like they've done their thing and they're done and then now she's going to go off and like have an exploratory relationship with Che. Well, now I'm worried because if she leaves Steve, what's he going to do? Like go to an old folks home? He seems so useless. Poor Steve. He Poor is Steve. Dog. I feel so bad for him. Well, he still, would he, I mean, he still has the bar. Yeah. They haven't really showed it too much. It's just everything has been him. Like, eh, what'd they say? And he's like, I just feel bad for him. I love him. Yeah, I don't know. It, they're not. They're not doing him any favors right now. So we'll see. I don't think so. Poor guy. Well, but I may be skipping around. But the way that the episode ends, well, kind of towards the end, right? I'm trying to remember exactly. Well, we have the Netflix special. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the Netflix special. Did you think that Che's comedy was funny? What did you think? I have strong thoughts. I, well, okay. At first, I felt like this is me watching somebody playing this, right? Like, this is like me yeah. watching the acting of this is what it's like to have a next Netflix special, right? Yeah. But then there was a couple things I thought were funny. Hold on. I might have written them down. I, I liked, I laughed at one sad, lonely, um, non-binary <laughs> just like, cause it's true. That's exactly how it is. Like, I thought there was a lot of truth or at least a lot of shows that I've seen when there is somebody who's non-binary, it's like, they're alone and it's just sad. And like, I wish I wasn't like this or, you know, like, you know, like, it's not being celebrated as much as it should be, I think. And then the septum ring joke. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought was kind of funny because, yeah, that was like a stereotype that I thought was kind of funny. I didn't, I didn't really like the like, cheer if you've had sex with me or whatever thing. Yeah. I was just kind of like, eh. Yeah, those were probably the two things I thought were funny was the septum ring joke. It did not seem like a comedy special to me. I maybe I was like a little too like I don't know looking into it too much, but I just was watching it thinking like what kind of weird Tony Robbins like it was like this weird like self help like I don't know I just thought it was so odd. I was like also why can't Netflix provide chairs like I was like what kind of comedy special are you all standing for I just thought it was so strange I was watching it just thinking like are they really going to make this like super long because it started to feel like it was stretching like going out for so long and I was just like oh man this is kind of dumb <laughs> yeah I, I didn't love the Netflix special I was but I I kind of got where they were going with it because it was like she needed to say some of those things to like, because then she sort of spoke to Charlotte. She sort of spoke to Miranda. Like the things she was saying were like giving them little moments. They were having their ahas and their, you know, their realizations. And I just thought it was so cheesy though. I was like, man, 
I don't mean to be, but I'm being so harsh about this podcast and this this Netflix special, but still love Che. <laughs> yeah. Did not think she was funny. <laughs> when you said Tony Robbins, I was like, that's it. It was like, it was a very yeah, kind of a, like, if you don't like what, what is, what's going on, like change it. I think definitely that was a device to like show they were waking up Miranda. Yeah. You know, um, and Miranda having her, <laughs> Miranda was so over the top anytime that yes. she mentioned, like at the beginning yeah. and they're walking and, and, um, Carrie's like, you know, you're, you're coming with me to Che's Netflix special. And she's like, yay, like, she, <laughs> like, yay! like her reaction, like, oh, cool. Or something like that. But she says it so like, like they're really leaning in, like, just in case you weren't sure she's into Che, like, yeah, the, the special, I feel like I understand it's like a show within a show. So they can't really do the thing that you would normally do in stand-up comedy where you're building to something that's hilarious. So there was only to me, those few moments of funny and then everything else was just kind of used as a device, like you said, which yeah. can kind of come off cheesy, but it was a little cheesy to me. I personally was like, you know, I felt like we could have done without that part could have just showed them going into the special and maybe like after the special but that was just me and I don't mean to like crap on the show because I've loved the show but I was just like oh this is so cheesy like it just felt a little cringy for me watching it yeah <laughs> well I know I've definitely seen like more recently I would say probably Dave Chappelle does this where but he has a whole he'll do a whole show that's hilarious but then like kind of towards the end, he almost does stand up and talk about difficult things or real things. So I feel like maybe it was a little bit of that, but. Yeah, that's true. Like we're kind of catching it at the end. That makes sense. Yeah, maybe. But, eh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, important things, but meh. <laughs> it could have been funnier. It could have been funnier. I agree. Um, so then. Miranda, I saw this coming. They all get in the Uber. I did too. And then Miranda stays behind. And I'm like, oh, she's definitely going to go and try to find Che. Yeah, because she was excited about having those VIP tickets. She wanted to go backstage. Yeah. So thoughts on that? I, I mean, obviously we all saw it coming. I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. It was like, it almost seems like it like, took Miranda by surprise like I mean we're talking about the shotgunning of the weed right yes okay <laughs> I was like are we going there um yeah I don't know I was like I'm excited I'm excited I'm like into it I'm curious to see how this all unfolds what did you think of it were you surprised well they start and she goes in and finds Che and she's kind of fangirling mm -hmm. you know? and she's like you need to calm down I feel like the character they're trying to establish for Che is that they are kind of just always cool yeah and Miranda is kind of like you know trying to figure it out and trying like a little bit trying too hard yeah uh, they're kind of making her a little goofy yeah, she's she's a little bit of a tryhard right now. 
<laughs> so I think they're kind of playing off of that. And I think they're also trying to like juxtapose the two things, right? Like Miranda's a little bit older, a little bit more old school. And then yeah. Che very new school, very like, oh, this is just like, we're cool. It's all cool. And that's inspiring to Miranda. So it's kind of the opposites attract thing, I think. But yeah, I would, you know what? I was actually a little bit disappointed. I've never, I don't know what it's like to shotgun weed. I've never done that with anybody. So when she said it, when Miranda said like, you know, is that when you, and I was like, oh, they're going to like kiss. Yeah. But I was thinking, but it was just an air thing. And I, I wanted contact <laughs> even though I know she's still married and all that I just wanted contact I thought yeah fully go there but instead they kind of gave us the tease yeah yeah they definitely like just built it up I think it was I mean probably shot gutting anybody isn't very COVID friendly so I was like it's not super sanitary <laughs> well, it sounds like they have a lot of sexual partners so maybe, maybe they need a COVID test or something before, maybe they need to put something out with Steve. Like maybe we're going to do this in the best, most like kosher way possible. Um, yeah, true. True. Are we missing? Did we completely miss Charlotte's whole storyline in this episode? Is that the next episode or was that this one? Throughout this whole episode, Charlotte is weaved in with her storyline of her daughter yeah yeah and yeah, I can't even remember like where it's tucked in but it's just very neatly tucked in at different little parts yeah. yeah so that's an important thing to discuss so I guess we were kind of yeah. at a correct prediction it yeah. sounds like yeah so I'm really curious which direction like how they're going to take this and like is this a trans situation? Is it a non-binary? Um, like, I'm curious what they're trying to kind of like bring our minds to here, but it's clear. And I thought Charlotte seems a little more surprised than she maybe she needed to be, but it seems like maybe the rest of her family is kind of already on board with this or like noticing this because when they were trying to put her daughter rose into a dress in the second episode. Her other daughter kind of rolled her eyes and everybody else was kind of like, okay, here we go. It's like something that maybe Charlotte has been sort of trying to not see for a little while, but now she can't deny it because Rose officially told her she doesn't like, well, they don't like being called a girl. Yeah. I guess the only way we would know the direction is if Rose comes out and says like I want to transition or I want to you know be referred to as non-binary or I identify as non-binary or because I mean how there's nothing that we would be able to predict it's really up to them yeah at this point yeah what did you think of the whole like sourdough and the bakery and all that like whole thing I love that <laughs> I love I Anthony love Anthony in general and just like the little uniforms and everything I was just like this is this is perfectly in line with Anthony and I love 
his voice is very like just direct and not PC. And I just kind of like having that. And I like that he can get away with it. I feel like because he's the gay character in my mind, I feel like he gets away with it better than if it was just some like straight white guy, you know, saying it, you'd be like, oh, that guy can't say that. But he's like saying kind of not PC things about the situation, but it's kind of like- hot is not subjective. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's funny. It's like definitely, um, and even his commentary on Rose, with Charlotte, like it's not PC, but I kind of like hearing that side of it. Like, cause I think it speaks to people that are still new to all of this. And that's probably what's going through their head is like, yeah. well, just cause somebody says this doesn't mean that you have to like, you know, they, they're not understanding maybe the difference between like gender and identity or, you know, like biology and isn't there kind of like a line there, like what you identify with and what your physical things you're born with? Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny that Charlotte went to him specifically. I mean, of course they're friends, so maybe that was just why, but it was like just because he's gay doesn't give him all the all the knowledge of what to do. Like he's gay, but he's not a parent, you know? Like he he's still a kind of a middle-aged man, yeah. <laughs> gay or not. So asking him for advice and he was kind of like I don't know ignore it it cracked me up I thought that was the funniest advice ignore it yeah <laughs> probably the worst advice actually I thought it was so funny I was like oh my god <laughs> terrible and hilarious I was happy at the end with the Netflix special how that kind of came together for a minute with Charlotte as well I've yeah. heard touched by um Che's coming out story and then calling Rose on the way out. I thought, oh, that's yeah. like comforting to me. She's not going to try to hold on so tightly to her ideas of what her family's supposed to look like. She's like actually growing and allowing space for her daughter to be whomever her daughter wants to be. Yeah, I was excited to see Charlotte grow in that way because I was a little bit like with the dress scene in the second episode, I was like, oh boy, <laughs> like she's going to have a hard time. And now it looks like she got that answer that she needed and she was able to just kind of accept her role as the parent and say like, okay, I'm just going to support her no matter what, regardless of my gay friend's bad advice. <laughs> I'll do what's right as a parent. Brady and Louisa have their moment, have a quick moment. Uh -huh. I don't know. I don't think this girl has a lot of respect for their home. Yeah, you know what's so cringy though? Oh, I was watching it and I was judging Miranda and Steve for letting this get out of hand. And then also having flashbacks and memories. Of, I even hate to say this of me being that girl like I was like oh my god but Jasmine how many times were you over at boyfriend's houses fully owning their house like just fully acting as if you belong You're, it's so bad to remember so I was like oh man I feel like I was that girl I feel like I was that girl and it was like once the door was opened a little bit I was there 
I was eating dinner with the family. I was definitely having sleepovers. Although usually my parents were the ones that allowed the sleepovers. So that mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a yeah, fine line. Had a different situation going on in my house. My house is <laughs> locked down. My dad's got a rifle somewhere. Like, oh man. <laughs> Yeah, at the window that was wanting to wanting me to sneak out, you know, or showing up in front of my house in the middle of the night. But I I never did sneak out for a boy in the middle of the night. Yeah, I think Julio got in trouble because he fell asleep on our couch and I went to my bed and he was asleep on the couch and my mom came in and saw him asleep on the couch and woke him up and chewed him out and sent him home and he had an hour drive home it was the middle of the night he's like you know you're not supposed to stay overnight and he's like i'm sorry i fell asleep and the problem is i never would let him leave i would just stay five more minutes five more minutes i would never let him leave and then he'd be exhausted So he told me later that he would drive down to the park by my house and sleep in his car at the park. (laughs) (laughs) Because my mom wouldn't let him sleep there. And he'd been woken up by cops knocking on the window, telling him he couldn't sleep in his car. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah. I slept over his house, though, a couple times when we were dating. I slept at their houses they definitely slept at my I mean for a while we had a routine a high school boyfriend of mine he would literally just stay the night and we would go to school together in the morning I mean that is how can I judge Miranda although I have to say now as a parent I cannot fathom it I do not know what my parents were thinking (laughs) I cannot even I just don't know I don't know how they made that decision or if they regretted it I don't know did you ask? Do you remember asking? Or did you just no, it started happening? <laughs> it just started happening. Path of least resistance. That's probably what it was. Well, you know, for a while, like he would leave at like midnight. Then it would be like one. Well, then it's like, well, you're already here. So you might and then eventually, eventually he's just crawling out of bed. We're all getting coffee out of the same coffee pot in the kitchen. Sneaking, just sneaking a little bit more. And honestly, just, you know, waving to the parents as we all get in the you know, stuff and go to school. I mean, it was, it was wild. I did not drive myself to school for a solid, like, six months. Yeah. It's really, really bananas. I guess I wouldn't have noticed that because that was when I was driving myself. Because I was going to say, I would have noticed because you, you and I used to carpool, but not. Yeah, this was senior year and then um, college, early college. Wait, and, um, is this one boyfriend? Yeah. Okay. Although I do actually, I feel like yeah. he he. If it's the one I'm thinking, I'm not gonna say names, but if it's the one I'm thinking, I feel like he would have been like probably like a parent's dream as a boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I feel like he's like it, the nice guy. You know what I mean? Is like it a parent's dream nice though to know that your kids are having sex under your roof like is that a parent's dream I don't know well I don't know about that but it's I, not feel my like, I feel like for him I feel I feel like <laughs> his impression 
on a parent group would be like, oh, that guy's such a good guy, like a nice guy. Like, yeah. don't give him a hard time. He's a good guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it is, it's wild to think back on that. And just watching the show, I'm like laughing at them just being like, like Steve said, he's like, was it a bad idea to, to let her stay the night here to give a time machine? I mean, it's like, I wonder if my parents felt that way too. Cause yeah, that was definitely, that's definitely my situation. I was that girl. And I just, her, like her cockiness of just coming out and just fully like, you know, owning the kitchen and just being, it's just like, oh man, that's probably what I looked like. Yeah. Like canoodling in the kitchen. And then her whole <laughs> comments about the milk. Yeah. Just <laughs> thinking you're so grown, thinking you're so like an adult, you know, everything like, no oh man and you just look like a child <laughs> no it is a child is something gonna happen is it gonna is there gonna be some sort of tipping point is he gonna get her oh what could happen oh my god like following this something's gonna happen i feel like Ooh, i didn't I think like. of that yeah Dang. yeah Ooh. i don't know i don't know you know what didn't get mentioned and I don't know if this is ever going to actually get resolved because of the situation in real life but um this whole tension between Charlotte and Stanford I know oh my god I definitely yeah that was such a um he just really stood up for himself there and just had this moment and then it didn't even get resolved in that moment Charlotte kind of poo-pooed it and um Rushed it away. So I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I loved it. I loved the, kind of the rhythm of that scene and the like comedy kind of behind it. And as she says, yeah. uh, oh, you talk to your therapist about me. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody you knows what that means. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just was like, oh, like we're going to go. And I was expecting to kind of go into a whole thing with that. And maybe that was the plan, but then I don't want to skip ahead, but it seems like we're not going to be able to really resolve those things. Yeah, but good for him for saying, I mean, I love him so much. And that is like, he was never invited to anything. And you just see him, like him and Carrie always seem so close in like certain scenes, like way from way back in Sex and the City and then like you know you don't see him at the brunches and at the different things where all the girls are so I was like good for him yeah yeah it needed to be said was like her friend before she was friends with the girls yeah yeah it just feels that way I don't know if they ever actually say that but it feels that way okay a little thing was Carrie trying to figure out Big's password on the laptop yeah and I think I remember thinking about that well kind of the theme of like him having secrets or something sort of did you have your husband's password I know his like standard passwords like I can get phone I can but we only have really the one computer so he knows my password for the computer Um, I was kind of surprised that Carrie didn't know his password so I think that was kind of maybe a way to drive home that there's she's feeling like there's some secrets right and there's the whole dog yeah. thing gogi yeah <laughs> yeah 
which is not, I mean, everybody had a dog when they were a child. It says 65 on there. Like that was a long time ago. He had that dog. She really blew that one up. And then the Natasha thing. So I think she's wondering, and she can't even get his phone to plug in, it looks like. Yeah, she was having a hard time finding all of his stuff. Yeah. Which is a great point for anyone. We should all be prepared and have our passwords written down for our family. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if it's like to say he has secrets or if it's just like she is dealing with just that practicality of things. Or to me, like, I was like, why are we spending time on this scene of her trying to get into his computer? What's in the computer? What's the password? What's the big secret? You know? Yeah, I think it was like just watching her spin out. Yeah. We were just watching her like get into her own head. And yeah, that's all the questions she was asking herself. There's probably nothing there. See, I am a Carrie. (laughs) Because I'm over here like, there's got to be a secret in that computer. (laughs) (laughs) Open the computer. Somebody get it. Funny. Oh, okay. So we didn't really resolve the Natasha thing. So... Oh yeah, coffee shop. She's walking all around because she's trying to do her feelings. And then she's at the coffee shop and she tries to go in the bathroom, ends up, I mean, only in TV. This would happen. Ends up walking in on Natasha in mid-pee or poop. We don't know. (laughs) We don't don't know. <laughs> which of course is horrifying when it's anybody even a stranger you just feel awful about it and the person feels awkward and it's just not a good moment but yeah oh I hate that it's like one of my worst things if I go to a place that like the bathroom door doesn't lock or something I'm like I'm not chancing it I have my foot up on it or you know, like, yeah 100% I'll, I'll hold it and go to a different bathroom yeah, I have I have a hard time believing that Natasha actually wouldn't lock the door. She just seems like the type that would lock the door. Mm-hmm. But it did make for a really funny little clashing, again, very scary moment. Like just even the drama of her like spilling the coffee and like having this whole like moment was yeah. really funny. Instead of just like, oh no, and then shutting the door, it had to be like, ah, this, yeah, all the things. It was so funny. I think that's what, at least for me, that I was going to say, I think that's what we like about her. I think that's what I like about her is that she's so, she's kind of a spaz sometimes. Yeah. You know, and I just feel like I'm like that. Like I'm, I actually cut my <laughs> finger open on, on um, Christmas Eve because we were trying to hurry up and get out the door and I'm always perpetually behind. So we were like ungodly, embarrassingly behind on time and so I'm like oh I just need to like quickly before I run in the shower I'm going to get my water with lemon ready so I can like sip it while I'm getting ready in the bathroom after I shower and I went to cut this lemon and the knife was really sharp because we just made sushi and lemon is like a soft Meyer lemon and I was just trying to get into it real fast and it slipped down right onto my finger oh no finger (laughs) but and it's like a flap you know ugly but I just feel like I relate to all these stupid little things I always have some dumb injury from like 
rushing or, and Carrie's always in a hurry and always behind. I just feel like I relate to her in that way. She's, I think it's her flaws that make her such a good character. Yeah. And make her really fun to watch. And I did love this whole scene. Like her spilling the coffee and then sitting there and waiting awkwardly, knowing that Natasha was going to come out. They were going to have this moment. And I was really glad that Natasha turned around, sat down. They were able to kind of talk. I loved it. I thought that they both handled it so well. I loved the whole scene. I thought they were both kind of funny. Um, I love that Carrie admits, like, yes, I know where you live. (laughs) (laughs) Just kind of, like, owning up to her crazy. And Natasha just taking it in stride. Just like, okay. And then she says that they shouldn't follow each other on Instagram. And I just thought that was really funny. It was very cute. It was very, like, listen, we're good. But let's just not, let's not follow each other on Instagram. (laughs) I was like, I'm here for that. Modern times. Well, I was mad at Natasha. I just, I love, I have so much like endless sympathy for Carrie because she's that main character that we know and love and all her flaws and everything just right there. And I I guess maybe it's because I do relate to her in ways, but I was mad at Natasha at first because she was so angry Mm. with Carrie. And it's like, but don't forget she did just lose her husband. Right, right. Like have a little bit of softness. And so I was really relieved and happy when she kind of softened up and that like motherly nurturing part of her came out and she was like dumping out the little cookies so that she could make the ice and stuff. It was such a mother thing to do, I felt like. Like her, and I loved kind of how, you know, this time, Natasha was surprised by Carrie and Carrie got hurt and Natasha yeah. helped Carrie when she was hurt. And the first kind of iteration of that is when Natasha comes home early from the Hamptons and Carrie's in the house in the middle of the affair and she's trying to sneak out. And then Natasha gets her, you know, tooth hurt. Yeah. And so Carrie has to take care of Natasha so it's kind of like a reverse of that situation almost, but there's, yeah, that's so true. you know, <laughs> but just kind of like a full circle moment, I think. And, and I thought it did end up really sweet and like tender at the end, but I was mad. Yeah. And I guess it wouldn't have been as satisfying if Natasha would have been more calm at the beginning. Like, I think it was a satisfying because she came all the way from this like angry place down to like, oh, that would have been hard, or now I do understand. So we saw kind of the range of emotions. You yeah, know. definitely. But, and Carrie just looks so like, I think she has a braid and, and she just looks so like sad in that she's wearing kind of like a little, I don't know, that like kind of country looking outfit, isn't she? Or I can't remember what she's wearing, but I remember, I think it's a braid and she's sitting there kind of like with her little hand and you're just like, oh, like, she just seems so like little and so like helpless in the moment. And yeah. anyway, and then it seems like she realizes after that, like, okay, that was nothing. You know, that wasn't, I made up all that stuff in my head. That wasn't anything. And there's like a moment yeah. you can see on her face. Yeah, probably really confirms for her that everything was okay. Cause she does say that when she first 
seeking out Natasha and they're in the car together and the fear is just that Sig didn't actually want to be with her and you know that's making her feel so nervous so I imagine at this point now she's feeling relieved that they were as happy as she remembers them being and as she thought that they were yeah oh so then we end on Carrie going back to her old apartment oh yeah yeah, needed some clean space, which I, I need. Yeah, I can imagine it would be incredibly triggering to be living in a place where your husband just died. So I feel like really, really cool that she even had that option. A lot of people don't have that option. So yeah, I was here for that. We do live in the world of extreme privilege in, the, <laughs> in this world. But yeah, I loved that. And I think... Um, it was so good for like, just as a fan for us to be like, Oh, Carrie's yeah. going back to like Carrie apartment. Like yeah. it's sex in the city all over again. And that was really satisfying for me. I think that's pretty much the entirety of the episode. I'm going to look at yeah, my, I think we covered the whole episode. I actually, are we going to talk about favorite outfits? Yeah. So let's do that first. I'm trying to remember all of them. Well, this one, I was like, I have a theme because this one, my favorite outfit was once again, a loungewear outfit. I <laughs> love Miranda's um, little stripey, whatever moo-moo crazy things she was wearing when her and she were having their ice cream. Yes. And I was like, there's, I clearly have something with just hanging around the house, comfy <laughs> clothes, because she, she was wearing that. And I, thinking man that was comfortable <laughs> I just loved it yeah yeah I did write that one down I liked the stripes on her and the whole I just like the like fashionable loungewear like yeah. sometimes you are wearing a Barbie sweatshirt and Hello Kitty cup of noodles pants and <laughs> sometimes yeah. you're like all the crazy things at once or sometimes you're like chic like in a caftan or like a little poncho-y thing or whatever that was that Miranda was wearing. It's kind whatever of a- Whatever she was wearing, I wanted. Yeah, it looks good on her. And I'm really liking her hair. Me too. Oh, I love her hair. Love it. It's growing. It feels like it got a little bit longer. And it, there's yeah. where it's more like straight and just kind of like longer. And I just love the color and everything about it. Even my husband, yeah. he's like, she's the one that looks like she has like aged the most gracefully. Yeah. Like, I just really think she looks the best. And I was like, wow, that's surprising. You know, cause he always, when we used to watch it before, he would say he likes Charlotte and <laughs> say Charlotte's the prettiest one or whatever and whatever he's doing his thing. But, you know, and I, of course, just love Carrie. I think Carrie will always be beautiful you know, and, and I don't think she looks like, I don't think Sarah Jessica does a bunch of stuff, you know? Yeah, I think she looks pretty good. I did notice her hair, like the highlights, the color and her hair looks really pretty, but really, really love Miranda's hair. Yeah, she looks really good. Oh, you know which one I thought was really cute? And it's kind of basic, I feel like. <laughs> At least for Carrie, it was basic. I liked the pink dress that she wore oh, yeah. her little the one that she was belt. she was dressed in 503 a.m yes yeah <laughs> such a funny thing to say that would be <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> yeah that was so really cute funny. 
but um, yeah, I liked that. And she had a little teal bag and I think her shoes might've matched also. I just thought her hair and her whole look looked really cute and very like classic. So I think that'll yeah. be my favorite, I think. I'm looking at, I wrote a bunch of things, but I didn't like the braid outfit. I, I called it Prairie Carrie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like Prairie Carrie. I thought Natasha's outfit was boring. And I always have thought Natasha dress is boring. I feel like they do that on purpose. Like, yeah, she's like, she's very classic and she's, she's not ugly. Like she's an ugly outfit. She's just not crazy like Carrie. And I love the yeah. like Carrie. The contrast between the two. It doesn't look bad. It just looks, it looks more classic and I don't identify with classic. <laughs> I like trendy, fun, crazy stuff. Oh, and then there was Carrie's crazy outfit, her lounge outfit, when she was kind of having her moment freaking out. She looks I liked that outfit too. Oh my God. Men's shorts and like uh like a some sort of sweater with a like, I don't know if it had a penguin or something on it. I don't know what it was. It that, was like an undershirt thing with like a t-shirt over it and then the men's shorts. Yeah, I was not. You liked that one. I did. I was like, again, comfortable. <laughs> I was like, no, Carrie, like you're showing you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but who am I to talk with my Christmas Eve outfit? Miranda stripes, which is what you picked. Her striped um, loungewear. Charlotte had a really cute polka dotted. I don't know if it was a dress or a skirt. I'm trying to remember. I just wrote Charlotte polka dots. I think that might be when she was taking the dog out for a potty. I think it was a skirt, a blue polka dotted skirt. And she had a real cute bag. Oh, and I did like the bedazzled outfit that Carrie wore to the comedy show. It was kind of sequiny and like different colors. And I just, I love that Carrie, like just crazy, yeah. really colorful. That might be a tie then because <laughs> I did like that one a lot. Anyways, outfits, very important to me. And I think Carrie's wearing the Fendi baguette at the comedy show from oh, the series, the purple one. Good eye. I missed that one. Oh. <laughs> I just looked right at myself. That was such an important <laughs> case. I can't believe I took so many notes. Charlotte has a little ruffle shirt at the comedy show. Okay. I know my favorite though. Miranda's jumpsuit at the end the red jumpsuit when she yes. does the shotgunning thing with Che especially when I saw her watching the show in that outfit I think I wrote yeah. something you know, it's Miranda sexy because I was like oh, she's like pulling it out you know what I yeah. mean like, <laughs> like I feel like she's like I'm going to see this person's show it's obvious how she feels Draw yeah, and then she wear. I mean, who wears the slinky, sexy, open shoulder, crisscross red jumpsuit if they're yeah. not interested? That's yes, very true. Even just the color red. Yeah, like it's the color. It's it's a very. It was a Samantha type outfit actually oh yeah I know that we've ever seen Miranda in an outfit like that and yeah that had to be that one probably beats everything else for me because I I was like Miranda looks hot 
That's a good one. That's a good one. It looked hot. So how about moments? What was your favorite moment? I think this one for me, like my favorite scene was the one with them just chatting in the coffee shop with Stanford and the door is like opening and hitting him. It just was funny. And it was so like classic sex city to me. And I, I that was probably my favorite. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think my very favorite moment was Carrie muttering to herself as she walked down the street. I have done that. I have definitely done that. And I just love it. Like in New York City, the street is, it's just different. Like you see people on the street all the time. It's like where most of the traffic is, is in the subways on the street, you know, it's different than other places. And I'm just imagining like people just going about their business. And then this woman, this really beautifully dressed, well-dressed woman walking down the street, just like, huh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how she played it. And it was so real to me. I was like, I have, there's just a moment where you're so incensed that you're just like, I don't give a crap what anybody thinks of me. I'm just gonna like, <laughs> this is just my feeling yeah. right now, all coming out. So yeah, that, that, and it made me laugh out loud. It's like, that is so real. I love it. <laughs> I also, this isn't something we've done necessarily before, but I wrote down a couple of quotes that I liked. One was, she caught me in the truth, which was Carrie. Oh yeah, that was a good one. I, I was like, oh dang, like that's profound. I liked better to be confused than to be sure. That was Che. Oh, and... <laughs> And maybe she was having a tiny party in her backpack. <laughs> Charlotte brings up the, the drinking problem. Maybe she was yeah. having a tiny party. I mean, she was a little dismissive of that, but I think she just was, was cool. like, I think she was like, I can't think about this right now. Yeah. Like it's too much. And, you know, I think if Miranda's an alcoholic, she's obviously a very functioning alcoholic. Maybe Carrie's not seeing the, what Charlotte's seeing. Yeah. So going into predictions, I guess, what are we predicting for that or any other situation that could come up? Yeah. Well, I mean, it feels like Miranda still has all these plot lines going on. So like clearly we're moving into alcoholic territory. I'm curious to see how that maybe plays in with some sort of new relationship slash falling apart of her very boring relationship. Seems to all be happening around her. That's really interesting. Definitely a lot of growth for Charlotte. And um, I don't know where Carrie's going from here, but I'm like excited about it. I mean, there just seems to be, they're kind of setting us up where like she's back in her old apartment and she seems to kind of be getting the ground under her feet a little bit. Like, is it going to just kind of be old Carrie again? Old single Carrie like dating and stuff or, or where's that going to go? So I guess my prediction, I'm just going to put a very specific random prediction out there. Okay. My prediction is that Miranda's drinking problem is going to come to a head in a situation where she's in and around Che in some way. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that Che is going to, I think they're going to get in some sort of like almost sexual situation, but Che's not going to allow it because Miranda's drinking too much. And then oh, man. all of that. Yeah. That sounds really, yeah, that sounds really likely. 
that seems like her personality yeah like like remember when she got really drunk because of the hot guy yeah and she says i'm no mina suvari and she rips off <laughs> but i'm great in bed <laughs> yes. i love that Miranda. it's so funny and her Thank hair is you. like something about <laughs> it's so funny she wakes up all oh my god she's the best she's the best so that's my thought is that's gonna happen we're still waiting for the stanford thing to be solved and to see when his last last episode is so i, that, I have a prediction that at some point we're gonna figure out what what is happening with him yeah um because the actor is cast i don't know maybe there will be more secrets from big i don't know if the whole big thing is fully petered out or maybe i kind of am interested like the secretary are we ever gonna know what the deal is with why the secretary is just now in our lives right and why she was so distraught at the funeral yeah so i don't know I'm still kind of holding out for a weird story of her having some sort of encounter with Big at a younger age. <laughs> mm. it makes that makes sense to me. Yeah. So anyway, so there's our predictions. I think we pretty much covered this episode. I feel like we covered every inch of it. Yeah, that was, we really did. That was when in Rome. I hope when you enjoyed it. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed reviewing when in Rome. <laughs> so yeah, thank you guys for listening. And uh, like I said, we, we won't normally have these big gaps in between, but this time we did because I was sick and it was Christmas week. So we decided to kind of take the extra week and reset and we should be back hopefully every week as you know, going along with each new episode. So thanks for listening and or watching. We are officially on Spotify now. Woo -woo. You need to search us in quotes though, because Spotify has a, an algorithm to where uh, it's hard to find the newer ones because they don't have as many followers or listens yet. And since we're brand new, you've got to find us by putting in quotes, will you be my friend on there? And then you'll find it's the black background with the pink letters and the Cosmo on it. So everything should get put on there on Spotify. If you'd rather listen than watch, if you like to watch us and see our crazy facial expressions, mainly mine, you can watch us on YouTube at will you be my friend show. And you can follow us on Instagram at will you be my friend show. And you can follow me at vegan.coach.kylie on Instagram or find me at vegancoachkylie.com. Where can they find you, Jess? Uh, jasmine.rose.doula on Instagram <laughs> and then jasminerosedoula.com. Perfect. All right. We will see you within the next week because we have one more episode to catch up on. So you should see an extra episode this week catching up. And we're happy you're listening. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.